Well, hello there, grown-ups. Did you know that we depend on your generosity and support to keep making Bust or Trust? If you subscribe and support Bust or Trust on Patreon or Apple Podcasts, you'll get access to lots of lovely extras like weekly subscriber bonus episodes with extra evidence, ad-free listening and early access to all our episodes. More to come soon. To support Bust or Trust, just click subscribe in Apple Podcasts or visit patreon.com forward slash Bust or Trust podcast. Or for more information, visit our website at bustortrust.com. Can you unravel the world's greatest mysteries? Can you explain the unexplained and find the pieces to the most puzzling cases? Or are you thinking about making your own crop circle and you'd like tips on the best patterns? Crop circles? Crop circles aren't real, Tiernan. Hmm. Or are they? Are you a myth buster? Or a myth truster? I'm Tiernan. And I'm Athena. Welcome to Bust or Trust. A kids' mystery podcast. And we are the Busters or Trusters. We will be looking into some very strange stories from around the world and no mystery is too big for us. Monsters, ghosts and all kinds of unusual sightings. Like that time you saw your teacher at Alton Towers. What? But Alton Towers is for people who like fun. We will deep dive into all the evidence we can find and present the case with all the facts, figures and testimonies. Then it's all up to you, the listener, as you are our chief detective. You'll work out what it all means and we'll be making up your own mind if our mystery is unexplained phenomenon or a ridiculous carry-on, which it almost certainly will be. Hmm. Are you a mythbuster like me? Because you know, there's always more to the case than meets the eye. Or are you a mythtruster like me? Because the truth is out there. For the last time, Tiernan, that's the garden. Ah, okay. We'll tell you at the end of the show just how to get in touch and you can let us know if you're on Team Buster or the best one, Team Truster. Here are a few thoughts from all you out there, our chief detectives, on the last episodes. My name is Erin. I am nine years old. I think I'm a myth buster because... Those anchors could have just fallen off old boats and they were only 4,000 years old. And Atlantis was 10,000 years old, which is meaning a 6,000 years difference. So I'm a myth buster. Yeah, thanks Erin, but buster, come on. I mean, mm, fair point. My name's Rufus, I'm nine years old and I'm from Sussex. And I am a myth buster because evidence shows in the ancient Greek times... There was no diving kit, so Plato, he couldn't dive down to see if Atlantis was real. It's all a fake! All right, Rufus, you've clearly thought this through, but I mean, where are the trusters? There must be some trusters out there. Come on! Hi, my name is Bertie, and I'm nine years old. I'm an Atlantis myth truster. It's got to be true, otherwise, why would James Cameron and his team have found ancient anchors in the ocean in the exact spot 
Plato said they were. Yes, Bertie, exactly what I think. Welcome to Team Truster. You can pull up a chair over there next to my model of a poltergeist. No, there's, there's nothing there. It's just it's my favourite joke. You are right, though. Why would James Cameron find anchors in the ocean where Plato said, unless it was Atlantis? Exactly. Well, now that's sorted, let's talk about all the important things, like did Atlanteans take sharks for walks like you would a dog? Did they mostly eat seaweed? Oh, there's so many questions still to answer. Thanks, Bertie. Team Truster! The Case. Today, we're looking into the mystery of the Warminster Thing. That is a very vague name. It's just a Warminster thing? Yeah, well, no one knows what this thing was. So the name works. What exactly is a Warminster then? Warminster is not a thing, it's a place. It's a small town in the southwest of England. Do you have some facts to share about England, Athena? Of course. England is one of the four countries that make up the United Kingdom, along with Scotland, Wales and Northern Ireland. Amongst other things, England is famous for drinking tea, English breakfast and famous pop stars like the Beatles. More than half the population of England live in towns like Warminster. Which brings me nicely back to the mystery. The Warminster thing rocked the UK in 1964 when peculiar noises were heard on Christmas Day all over the town. The noises were strange and even powerful. Some said they were so powerful, the sounds knocked them over. And some said they were tickled by them. Perhaps the thing were giant feather dusters. I don't think anyone was laughing at the time. It creeped out the whole town and everyone was affected by it. And after that day, there were all sorts of strange goings on in the area. Even more noises. Unusual lights in the sky. Disappearing cows. And even flying saucers. The events went on for years, and some residents were convinced they were evidence of alien activity. Warminster became a hotspot for alien and UFO sightings, with people from all over the UK coming to try and spot an intergalactic visitor. So, the question for you, Chief Detectives, are you with me in thinking aliens really did visit the town of Warminster as, well, it's a lovely place and they've got a great cathedral? Or are you with me and think it was caused by something else or even a big hoax by some elaborate pranksters? Whoa, wait, it was on Christmas Day. Maybe it was Father Christmas. Father Christmas sounds like sleigh bells and laughing, not an uncomfortable noise that knocks people over. Yeah, well, maybe he was just trying something new. Yeah, I don't think so, Tiernan. We have pulled together the most compelling evidence and we'll present it to you, the chief detective in this podcast. First piece of evidence. Now, what's our first piece of evidence, Athena? Let's start with the witness testimonies from 1964 about the first sonic attack. On Christmas morning, Mrs Mildred Head was woken up by a strange noise that sounded like something heavy was raining down on her roof. But there was no rain, snow or hail at all. The skies outside were clear and she also noticed, in her own words... A strange humming sound which grew louder and then faded away, except for a faint whisper, a low whistling or wheezing. Which definitely sounds like Father Christmas, right? Father Christmas wouldn't scare people, would he? Some witnesses said the noise they heard was so powerful that it even knocked them over. Mrs Marjorie By claimed she was pinned down by invisible fingers of sound, which is my new favourite band name. Yeah, a little bit more practice might be required there, Athena. 
The sound was even heard by British Army troops stationed at Nook Camp, five miles or eight kilometres from the town. Their sergeant told a local reporter, The sound was similar to that of a huge chimney stack being ripped from a roof and being scattered in pieces across the whole of the camp. So many Warminster residents heard it and so many were affected by it that they soon started describing it as a sonic attack. Sonic meaning anything to do with sound, not, you know, like the famous hedgehog. Maybe that's what the thing was, Sonic the Hedgehog. But seriously, if it was a sonic attack, then by who? Because the source of the sound was never formally identified, which can only lead me to conclude one thing. Tinnan. Aliens! Tinnan, you always do this. Just because something can't be explained, it doesn't mean it's not from this planet. Whenever humans discover something new, it takes a while to understand it. Yeah, okay, true, but no one has ever been able to explain these sounds. And it's been over 50 years since they were first heard. Well, it's a bit hard to explain it when the sounds were actually never captured on a recording device. Ah, okay. You are such a cynic. But let's see, as there is still more evidence. So, my favourite bit, on to the UFO! Second piece of evidence. Now, this piece of evidence is really exciting because it's a picture of an actual UFO. You know, an unidentified flying object. I feel like I say this a lot on this podcast, but for the sake of accuracy, I'm going to say it again. It's allegedly a picture of a UFO. But just look at that flying saucer shape. It's certainly no plane, helicopter or blimp that I've ever seen. You don't get many saucer shaped birds, do you? Well, you're right that it was never formally identified, which I guess does make it unidentified. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So it is a picture of an unidentified flying object, see? (sighs) Okay, okay. I guess technically that is right. But let's give it some background. After all the bizarre sounds, local residents began reporting strange sightings in the sky, including a silent cigar-shaped object covered in in winking lights. However, in 1965, local Gordon Faulkner actually managed to get a photo of one. He took the picture from his house of what looks like a flying saucer. The image became incredibly famous after being published in the newspaper The Mirror, and no expert was ever able to determine exactly what it was that he captured on film. Which can only mean one thing, it wasn't of this world. Yeah, okay, I agree that it's pretty strange. But it being unidentified doesn't mean it's definitely alien. It just means no one's worked out what it was. And that's not really surprising, as the image is really tiny. It had to be enlarged so much that the photo is very grainy and blurry. Yeah, okay, okay. I can't believe you can't even trust that this could be a picture of a UFO. Well, Athena, the next piece of evidence contains several witnesses and a video. So, shall we do the bit about the cows next? Uh, There's no evidence for that, though. But it's worth mentioning, right? Oh, if you must, because it's amusing. Yeah, well, okay. (laughs) I see what you did there. Okay, in 1967, a whole herd of cows in Chitton, which is just east of Warminster, disappeared. Yeah, all of them. They just vanished. They were missing from the entire area for 24 hours and then the next day they were all back in the field very closely together like nothing had ever happened. Weird, huh? It's only weird if it happened and we've got no evidence so we can't use that, I'm afraid. No matter what you... Heard. <laughs> no, nice, heard. nice. Okay, well, sorry to the cows but here's the actual final piece of evidence for you to examine, Chief Detectives. Third piece of evidence. 
Warminster was attracting so much attention that the BBC even decided to send a journalist there in 1973. He joined a group of people watching the sky that night for UFOs, also known as Skywatchers, to see if they might spot anything. And fanfare, please. They did! Here's his account of the incident in my best BBC journalist voice. Well, we've just definitely seen something, and I'm bound to say I've no explanation as to what it might have been. Unfortunately, it was too far away to be seen by our cameras, but it was quite high up in the sky, and what it consisted of were two lights spinning over to each other at a kind of angle, flashing on and off and disappearing away from the camera, definitely not an aeroplane. Then, quite suddenly, one of them exploded, almost to a ball of fire, a blinding light, and then they disappeared, slowly flashing on and off again until they went out of sight completely. Now, I've no idea what that could have been. You know what I'm going to say, don't you? Uh, Do I even need to say it? Yeah, go on. It wasn't even caught on camera. Yeah, OK, true. But there were so many witnesses in the video there with the journalist. And when they spoke to them afterwards, they'd all agreed they saw the same thing. Several of the witnesses had absolutely no doubt in their mind that it was a UFO. I hear you, but I'm not sure we can submit this as video evidence of a UFO when there's no evidence of the UFO in the video. We have to file it under witness testimonies instead. You are so picky, Athena. But OK, fair enough. Let's just submit it as compelling witness testimonies then, yeah? OK, deal. So there you go, Chief Detectives. Our final piece of evidence is some compelling witness testimonies filmed right after an alleged sighting. I still think we're ignoring a big part of it here. The disappearing cows, right? You've got to follow the herd. <sighs> I made that joke already, Tinan. But... Yeah, all right. There's no evidence for that. I think you're milking the story. All right, nice one, I see. Well, this show is about exploring all possibilities, right? So it's time we looked into tales from the other side. Ear cow, ear cow. Ear, ear, ear. Morning. Morning. Oh, he's at it again with that whistling. No, oh, I can't stand it. Three weeks now with that racket. We know where we're going, pal. Exactly. It's not as if we've had anywhere different to graze for months now. I'm sick of it. Are you coming to the big cow for us tonight? It's tonight. I had no idea. I really must get a new cow, Lendar. Yeah, it's tonight. It's going to be epic. Cowl and Farrell is guesting. There's a preview of that new farm musical, Lamelton. There'll be a free grass and straw tasting, a discow, and I'm doing a big speech on the five dangers of herd mentality. Come along. I don't know. I've always wanted to, but you know, I'm busy here with all this cud chewing, lying down, and occasional mooing. Besides, won't old Whistlechops notice? Oh, I bet he won't. He doesn't even notice that we moved to this bit before he starts whistling. There's no way he'll notice us vanishing for 24 hours. We'll go as soon as it gets dark. <gasps> OK, if you're sure. Meet us back here at dark. OK. Everyone here? I'm ready. So excited. OK, all make your way out of the gate and board the coach sensibly. You know the rules. No eating your own snacks or patting the chairs. 
Here go, here go. <laughs> girls, girls, where are you? They've all gone, all of them. Those aliens took my cows. Send out a search party. Someone check the moon. You see, all the clues are there. Clues? Were you listening to the same sketch as me? Is there any evidence there? Well, no. Sounds like a cowspiracy to me. <laughs> OK, shall we do the roundup now? You know I love that bit. Me too. Let's do it. Pay attention, Chief Detectives. It's time to recap the evidence. Evidence recap. Piece of evidence numero uno was the remarkable witness testimonies of a sonic attack in Warminster on Christmas Day in 1964, where the strange sound dragged over people's roofs, made people feel unwell and even knocked people over. Which isn't something anything of the known world could possibly do. However, the sound was never recorded. So no experts have ever been able to listen to perhaps explain what the source could be, which I suppose is good or they might fall over. Our second piece of evidence in 1965, local resident Gordon Faulkner took a picture of a UFO and it has never been formally identified, meaning it definitely is an unidentified flying object. True, but as usual, due to the small size and poor quality of the picture, no one was able to prove it was an alien spacecraft either. Ah, uh, OK. The final piece of evidence then. In 1973, the BBC sent a journalist down to Warminster to join a group of sky watchers looking for UFOs. They all saw lights shooting about the sky. Lights that could not be explained. Uh, however, they did not capture any of this on film. So it couldn't be analysed by any experts, meaning we have no proof other than witness statements. So, now we're handing it over to you, Chief Detectives. What do you think? Are you a Warminster Thing Mythbuster? Or a Warminster Thing Myth Truster? We want to hear from you and what you think. And most importantly, which side you're on. Obviously mine though, right? Uh, nah, they're on Team Buster with this one. Send us your voice notes with an explanation of why you're a Myth Buster or Myth Truster when it comes to the Warminster aliens. All you have to do is ask your grown-ups to help you email us your voice notes to hello at bustortrust.com. Tell us your name, age and whether you're a myth buster or myth truster and why. And please, please make sure your grown-ups give us permission to use your voice notes in our next episode. And also, as much as we'd love to, we won't always be able to use all of them. We can't find out the truth without your help. And most importantly of all, who's right, me or Athena? Tiernan, as always, it's definitely me. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time for more Bust or Trust. You, uh, you going to this conference tomorrow? No, and I don't think you should either. Why? Because it's way past your bedtime. Get it? Past your, mm. past your bedtime. Oh, oh good camera. <laughs>